All right, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and side hustlers everywhere, it's time for another episode of the Seven Figures Club podcast, the podcast that helps you to join the 5% uh, or sometimes 7%, depends on which uh, study you're taking, but a very small percentage of business owners who generate seven figures a year in sales and revenue who are really growing and creating a business that they love and not a business that runs them. Today's guest, Heather Dominic, is going to be someone who is going to put you in situations where you can grow, where you can get better. And she does it through small miracles because she is the business miracles founder. So she's also the founder of a course in business miracles. And since 2010, so we're talking 12 years, she's been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs. We're going to define what that means and see, you know, where you fit in that. But she is definitely uh, a leader. She teaches other entrepreneurs and leaders to do things differently by working less, making more of a social impact and a higher income. So probably working more on the business instead of always in, which is a tricky thing that we're going to unpack today. And she's also taken everything that she's learned from being a highly sensitive person of itself employed since 2003, including her journey from personal bankruptcy to being the consistent steward of a seven figure mission and poured it into the comprehensive design of the highly sensitive leadership training programs. So you have everything you need to learn how to excel in your business and life. Well, very excited uh, to connect up with you today, Heather. How is it going? There are over 32 million businesses in the US and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. It's great. It's great, Leo. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. And I just really love the energy of your podcast. I'm happy to be here. Well, we are excited to, to have you on. And one of the first questions where we like to begin is just learning a little bit more about your background. You've been self-employed or a business owner now for two decades. You've served a lot of entrepreneurs and helped them grow. But what was it? What were some of the different uh, events or you know key things that led you towards entrepreneurship? Maybe in uh, your upbringing or as you were going through school, uh, maybe your first uh, job or career, what finally, you know, led you to say, wow, maybe uh, being my own boss and determining, you know, the direction of my life as a business owner, as an entrepreneur is my direction where I want to go. What were some of those key events that led you down that path? Yeah, that's such an interesting question. I definitely do not have the stereotypical entrepreneurial journey. Um, I did sell Girl Scout cookies and uh, well, that's good. <laughs> the process totally terrified me. I found it extremely intimidating. Yeah, I did sell enough one year to get myself to Girl Scout camp in the summer. So I was I was not a failure in any any regard. Um, but I was not that kid who was like, oh, let me just see whatever entrepreneurial, you know, thing I can possibly do. In all honesty, I am a teacher. 
I am a teacher at heart. That was my first career. I was actually a high school and drama teacher for eight years. I would say a catalyst moment that shifted me in uh, perspective from working in the traditional classroom to now all the very creative and innovative ways that I am still a teacher within my own business that that moment was, uh, I would say, 9-11. So I was uh, teaching yeah. at a school that was just um, just over a mile from ground zero on that day. And then, you know, living in New York City on the, the days that, you know, uh, just day, uh, day in and day out uh, after that, that, um, you know, really you know, just massive event for so many of us, but definitely for those of us who were in the city at the time, it had everyone kind of questioning, right? And so I think that was really the the beginning for me. Um, I, I just had a sense that I was meant to be doing something more beyond the traditional classroom and um, yeah, began taking the steps soon thereafter. Wow, unbelievable. So eight years as a teacher, you know, helping and connecting with education uh, of our kids. Amazing. And then uh, 9-11 happens. It's uh, it's interesting. I was actually just, uh, I don't know if you're familiar of those, uh, I survived uh, books that, uh, that are for kids. And I was reading one to my uh, six-year-old the other day and it was, I survived 9-11. And it was interesting just realizing, wow, he's, he's six. He has no idea what 9-11 was. And it was a really well uh, put together book to educate him on, on what that was and how that changed so many things uh, in America. And, Mm -hmm. and uh, so it was a powerful thing. So for you, that was an event that occurred and you're like, wow, I, I meant to do more. Life is short. Like there's all these uncertainties around. So yes. what was kind of your next step of, of starting, you know, your own thing? So I always had an interest in nutrition and wellness. So the year yeah. following 9-11, literally after I like started recovering from the trauma, because uh, that was definitely oh, yeah. those, you know, first uh, six to nine months, I found a certification program in nutrition and yeah. wellness coaching. And I had never heard of anything along those lines before. I went through that training while I was still working full time as a teacher. And part of that training was an additional course that you could take on how to start a business. And so I did. And uh, it was literally, I think, a good dose of full naivete (laughs) Um, that, you know, had me propelled to then take the next actions of, you know, actually leaving my full time tenured position and taking a risk and diving in. So what gave you the confidence to take that risk? Again, I think it really goes back to living through those days, you know, following 9-11. Um, yeah. It was just a very different, you know, just a different sense in the air of, you know, seize the day and and now more than ever. And again, a good dose of naivete that I just didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so yeah. And then just, you know, piecing it together and following the breadcrumbs from that point on, I started in nutrition and wellness. I eventually shifted into uh, business coaching for others who were in the wellness arena. And then the business evolved from there into the, the focus and support of the highly sensitive entrepreneur, which, you know, as you beautifully shared at the beginning has been my, um, my, my, you know, my path and my mentorship since 2010. Unbelievable. So yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs, we get started and a lot of entrepreneurs, I think do have big hearts and they are 100% focused on being passionate and serving their dream client and getting them the results, something that they have gotten really good at as an entrepreneur, whether it's a product, whether it's a service that they're providing solutions for their customers, for their clients. And so there is a big vision. They are doing it for more than just the money. Of course, the money certainly plays a part and, and the independence and the ability to control their own destiny. But for a lot of entrepreneurs out there, small business owners who are listening to this podcast are wondering, you know, how would you define a highly sensitive entrepreneur? And if we're being honest, there's probably a lot of us that fit into that category, but how would you kind of define that so our listeners and, and anyone watching this video can, you know, kind of assess where am I and what is what does that mean exactly? Yes, such a great question. So first of all, the term highly sensitive is, is not coined by me. It comes wow. out of research that really began in the mid-1990s. Dr. Elaine Aaron is most well-known for her research on the highly sensitive person. She's most well-known because she wrote the book, <laughs> The Highly Sensitive Person. And so uh, in short, what it means to be a highly sensitive person is that your nervous system is wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who's not highly sensitive. That stimulation could be anything from sight to sound, to smells, to touch, to information, to energy, emotions. And because of the nervous system's wiring, you will have a very different experience with processing the world than someone who is not highly sensitive. For myself, I was at a real turning point in my self-employed journey. It was about 2008. Um, I hadn't yet been, you know, uh, self-employed for a decade. I brought my business across the million dollar mark, the seven figure mark um, nice. for the first time. And, um, you know, whenever I, I share this part of my story, I always like to say, you know, and I, I wish that I could say, you know, that the clouds parted and, you know, balloons came raining down and unicorns started carrying me everywhere and fairies started doing my dishes. And um, none of that happened. It was actually the exact opposite. I was massively overwhelmed. I was overworked. I was overexhausted and really questioning everything that I was doing. And was this what I was meant to continue doing? And if so, um, you know, how could it possibly be different? And through that experience, I was led to Dr. Elaine Aaron and learned that I was a highly sensitive person. I didn't have that awareness before that time. Understanding that I was highly sensitive started really making a lot of things click into place and why I was 
feeling the impact of what it meant to create this kind of business, quote unquote, success, when others, you know, who were in the same coaching programs with me going to the same training seminars, you know, they were not overwhelmed, they were not overexhausted, they were not overworked, they were energized and excited and, you know, going for the next kill. And understanding I was highly sensitive, I realized like, oh, okay, so if I'm going to continue this journey of being self-employed, I'm going to have to really start to do things differently. I'm going to have to do them in a different way that works with how my nervous system is wired because the opposite of trying to make myself into something that I'm not, that is not working. And that is going to put me in an early grave. So let's not do that, but let me figure out a way to do it differently. And that's what I did. And as I did, I started realizing that a lot of the clients I was already coaching, that they were also highly sensitive. And that really began and birthed the highly sensitive entrepreneurial movement. And now what is the highly sensitive leadership training programs? So Heather, as you kind of define, I think there's certainly a lot of times that uh, entrepreneurs, leaders, small business owners kind of fill this overwhelm and maybe even at some point uh, define it as kind of uh, burnout. Uh, is, is that another phrase that you would kind of attach that would be similar in the same vein as, as being overwhelmed that a lot of these highly sensitive entrepreneurs have? It's another great question. The way I like to answer that is, you know, everyone is overwhelmed these days, right? And yet for a person who's highly sensitive, the overwhelm isn't just a matter of a too long to-do list. The overwhelm is literally a visceral and physical experience where the system begins to literally shut down because the stimulation is just too much. It's too high. So there's cultural overwhelm, and then there's the physiological and physical highly sensitive overwhelm. So the work that I do is teaching the highly sensitive person how to work with their nervous system differently to support and not going into that overwhelmed state as an automatic reaction. And then therefore being more available to manage and handle a lot of that long to-do list that comes with being self-employed or taking on, you know, any significant type of, you know, leadership or success project. And so would anxiety and and some of those uh, components also be, you know, interconnected in there too? Absolutely, right? Because it's our nervous system. So in, you know, my own uh, practical research, anxiety tends to be like an after effect of that high stimulation of the nervous system. And until, again, you learn how to work with the nervous system differently, which is the trainings, the teachings, and the tools that I provide, so that ideally, we don't really get to that anxiety state place. Of course, you know, highly sensitive or not, we're all human. Anxiety is, you know, 
part of our day to day. And it's definitely part of being self-employed because there's, you know, such an element of unknown and uncertainty and risk. But yet the degree with which we can minimize being in that anxious state, then we're actually more available to be creative and productive, which is, you know, part of why so many of us who are highly sensitive feel drawn to be self-employed. We feel drawn to be self-employed because it does energize one of our highly sensitive strengths, which is of being creative. And it also supports our call as highly sensitives to be of service. Uh, that tends to be the primary motivator for most highly sensitives who are self-employed. They really feel a calling to provide something of of purpose, right, and of, of service to the world. And so as kind of a highly sensitive entrepreneur and you have some of these anxieties, some of these concerns, how does that uh, factor into your position as a leader generally in your business and also with your, your clients? Yes. So when a highly sensitive is what I like to refer to as high functioning, meaning they're in that more masterful place of managing their nervous system to be working for them rather than against them, then they really have access to, uh, I've actually I've created a list of top 12 strengths that we have in our uh, easy access. Again, when we're in that high functioning place as a highly sensitive, some of those strengths are creativity. As I mentioned earlier, we're also extremely intuitive. Empathy is one of our strengths. The ability to be deep listening, deep thinking, deep feeling are all strengths. When you're in that position to be able to access your highly sensitive strengths, that really sets you up to be a very effective leader. And then it also sets you up to be a very effective service-based entrepreneur. So um, that's the place that we want to be in. And then, of course, that just is a more fulfilling experience. And then, of course, that just creates very positive, you know, results as well, versus uh, constantly feeling like you're up against trying to work your way through that anxiety. So that's, that's really the juxtaposition is to be in that, that strength place as much as possible. For sure. And I think a lot of people listening right now are, are certainly you know, understanding and comprehending this uh, this topic a lot better. And I think a lot of them are saying, boy, I, I do seem to have some of these uh, tendencies that maybe a highly sensitive entrepreneur has, but maybe isn't quite sure if they're the perfect fit or uh, to what extent they kind of are in that situation and how much they need to be able to take action and get access to the right uh, training to make sure that this is, you know, something that they can resolve. So is there some way that they can, you know, find out on a deeper level, you know, how, you know, highly sensitive they are as an entrepreneur. Yes, definitely. Uh, So I have a a free quiz, uh, which is really really an assessment. (laughs) Um, And because you don't pass or fail, you just, you know, you take the quiz, you take the assessment. And at the end, you'll find out if you're either some somewhat of a highly sensitive, a highly sensitive entrepreneur, or if you're a super highly sensitive entrepreneur, or if you happen to be like me and you are a super 
uber highly sensitive entrepreneur. And wherever you fall somewhat or super or super uber, you'll also receive a free success guide that will give you the first steps to start to work with your nervous system. And I will say also that if you are listening and you're like, oh, that doesn't sound like me at all. Um, you know, of course, no worries, really good to know that and understand that for yourself. But I will say this is that the research from the 1990s shows us that there are 20% of us in the world who are highly sensitive. So if you're not highly sensitive, very likely someone on your team or even someone in your family um, or someone in your friend or colleague circle probably is highly sensitive. And it can be really, really helpful and effective, uh, especially for those who are seven figure driven to really understand who's on your team and how to work with your team most effectively. And that would include knowing who the highly sensitives on your team happen to be. Yeah, no question. Well, and so Heather, where exactly can they go to get that uh, free quiz? Because I think that's something everybody listening right now, the, as an entrepreneur, the more you can get to know who you are, I mean, the one person you can't lie to at the end of the day is yourself. And so understanding your own dynamics and strengths and weaknesses and the actions that you can take to help get the right mindset, because the right mindset will be the difference between success and failure so often as an entrepreneur, where can they go to take this free quiz? Yes, all so well said. You can take the free quiz at www.hsequiz.com, hsequiz.com. Perfect, guys. So again, hsequiz.com. Again, this is not a passive podcast. This is a podcast where together as a community, we take action. So go and take that quiz at hsequiz.com so that you can get more information and learn a little bit more about yourself and where you're at as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, especially if you're trying to do something big and you, you feel this calling to serve, but there's this overwhelm, there's this anxiety, you know, different things, you know, that are that are on your mind and bothering you. I wonder, Heather, if you have kind of a, a case study example to where you can kind of share and, and don't necessarily need to mention names, but but what's kind of a case study example of someone who's going through this as a highly sensitive entrepreneur, struggling with some of, especially I feel like the anxiety and a lot of super successful people do. I've known uh, their Super Bowl winning quarterbacks that have had kind of these uh, these issues and certainly a lot of very successful entrepreneurs as well. And they've been able to find ways to cope and deal with them. What's kind of a case study example of how this works and where you can, you know, really see the transformation of where someone's at, where they can get to. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And well, there's just so many members of the the Business Miracles community who are going through the highly sensitive leadership training programs and, and the the shifts, right? The transformation that has occurred. As I was listening to you, there is one member that came to mind. And I think she came to mind because her business is is in more of the the corporate setting so her her business does a lot of research for corporations and research specifically to 
help corporations understand what may or may not be working um, either within their own marketing and or operations and team setup. And when she and I first connected, she's very, very intelligent woman. And uh, she she shares the business with her husband and their, their fantastic duo team. Yeah, she was very wired, <laughs> right? Like there was this very intense and that anxiety that we've been talking about was, was really driving, um, you know, the actions that she was taking in her business. And, you know, and as you've been saying, like, this is very common, right? Especially when you're in those more startup years, yet, especially if you're a person who's highly sensitive, as I experienced myself as well, as I shared earlier, that intensity driving or trying to live in that space of anxiety as motivation will wear on you uh, to the potential, you know, really difficult detriment, right? Health, relationships, et cetera. Where she has been able to go through learning how to manage her nervous system, one is she is so much calmer. She, as a result, is an excellent team leader and has really built a phenomenal team and culture and is so much more uh, happy and harmonious within her relationship. And the business has gone from more around that, like, you know, mid to high seven figures into a, a multi million uh, business space and and zone and really creating some incredible positive impact within the sphere of, of corporate culture along the way. Um, so that's just, you know, one example that, that comes to mind. And, uh, you know, another personal aspect of that transformation for her is uh, then in this past year, she also ran her first marathon. So oh, very uh, awesome. Yeah. So pretty great. Pretty great to be a part of that journey with her. Oh, phenomenal. The, some of my takeaways is more calm, right? Sometimes as a leader with all that overwhelm, so many different things you have to tackle. If you are not calm, oftentimes you're making poor decisions that are having a negative impact for you and your team. And then the other thing that uh, that I'll highlight there is you mentioned that the, her relationship with her family improved too. And I feel like that's also something that we can struggle with as entrepreneurs is trying to keep the family at work and then the family at home and keep both well taken care of. And when you're an entrepreneur, that is your job to take care of both of those families. Yes. And so the ability to do that and to manage those uh, emotions. And then once you do, you're going to create a better culture. You're going to become a better leader, you know, for your team and for your family, because you're a leader typically of your family as well. And so Heather, I think everybody has just been, has learned a lot with the value bombs you've dropped in today's episode. And now the next step is, What's the next step for them to connect with you and where can they go to learn more about some of these resources and tools so that they can get the right mindset as a, as a sensitive entrepreneur and person and learn some of these skills to grow as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. So in addition to the free quiz, hsequiz.com, you can find more resources and support and more about myself at businessmiracles.com, businessmiracles.com. 
That's a pretty good URL title right there, <laughs> businessmiracles.com. That's a very valuable website uh, address and pretty easy for everybody. So check out businessmiracles.com. She has her highly sensitive leadership revolution book that you can buy right there on the website, the free quiz so that you can sort of classify yourself and see to what extent uh, some of these challenges are holding you back as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as somebody who wants to have a successful business and family, which most of us are, are probably in that category. And there's a lot of challenges and getting that right mindset is certainly going to be positive and make a great impact. So check that out at businessmiracles.com. And Heather, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you so much, Leo. This is just such a fantastic podcast. So appreciate it. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.